We're going to spend maybe two lab sessions on verses 22 to 25. Just prior to this, in the verses preceding, we saw that Peter's aim was holy conduct. And this holy conduct is now going to be fleshed out as love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And it's remarkable that while uh, this holy conduct is built upon Jesus Christ who was foreknown and in these last times has been manifest that over in chapter 4, Peter should say, the end of all things is at hand. In other words, calling attention, just like he did earlier there, that Jesus was manifest in the last times. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. And above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. There's a, there's a special place for loving one another. This, this, this is even before you get to that good conduct that the world is supposed to see and glorify God because of. So back here now, he's going to say, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. And I'm going to argue that this loving one another is now a, a practical outworking of this holy conduct that he's been after. So, Father, as we dig into how love comes about in the life of the church and in our hearts, I pray that you would show us and perform this love within us for the glory of Christ, for the good of our own souls, for the good of our mission. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This love, loving one another here, comes from purified souls. Having purified your souls, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So the question, the huge question, if we want to be loving people, if we want to love one another this way, the huge question is, how does this happen? How are we purified? So it says we are purified by obedience to the truth. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean um, obeying the law of God and progressively pushing sin out of our souls by our obedience to the law. And, of course, the first and foremost commandment of the law is to love God and love neighbor. And my answer is a resounding no. It cannot mean that. And my main reason is this little phrase right here. For sincere brotherly love. We, we obey the truth unto brotherly love. So brotherly love is not 
included in the obedience to the truth because obedience to the truth is resulting in sincere brotherly love. So I'm going to rule that out. We don't obey our way into purity by keeping the law or any other list. Well, what else can it mean? What, What else would by obedience to the truth mean? And I'm going to argue, secondly, so this is number one that I rejected, And number two would be um, faith and hope in the gospel. So I'm going to argue, and you look to see if this is right, that the truth here is the gospel and that the obedience here is faith and hope because that's what the gospel calls for. When you obey something, you do what it says to do. And the gospel says believe. The gospel says hope. And so if you believe and hope, you're obeying the gospel. Now, why why do I think that? Let me see if I can um, number the, the arguments here. I won't write them out. Just first, because in verse 22, um, love is the overflow of this obedience to the truth. By obedience to the truth, it it happens that sincere brotherly love is built in. It's part of what comes from it. So when you are purified by your faith in the gospel, faith overflows in love. And that's confirmed in Galatians 5, 6, where faith is working through love, and in 1 Timothy 1, 5, where Paul's goal is love that comes from sincere faith, and so we know from elsewhere in the Bible that faith, if this is faith, it would indeed produce love. That's argument number one. Argument number two is that um, it says here since you have been born again, and I, I think that the purification of the soul on this side of love one another and being uh, born again on the other side of love one another are probably describing the same event from different angles. Through faith, your soul's being purified and we are being born again, we have been born again through, not through perishable seed, but through imperishable, namely through the living and abiding word of God, which is defined down here as the good news that was preached to you. The word of the Lord remains forever. This word is the good news that was preached to you. And so truth here, I think, is the good news, and the way you obey good news is by believing it. And so obedience to the truth, namely the good news, would be that you... Um, trust and you have faith in Christ described in the good news. So my second argument would be uh, verse 20, 23 through 25 and the way we're born again. And the third argument would be from 1 Peter 4, 7, which goes like this. It is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, 
Who, who are those? Those are unbelievers, aren't they? And they're described as people who don't obey the gospel. And the way you obey the gospel is by trusting and hoping, believing. So back here, that's argument number number three. Argument number four is that in Acts chapter 15, it says, and God, it says, and God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, and he made no distinction between us and them, having cleansed, or you could say purified, their hearts by faith. So faith unites us to Christ, and Christ is our purity, and faith has a sanctifying, cleansing effect by driving out other false reliances. So back here, that's argument number four, Acts 15, uh, what was it, eight and nine. And one more, and I think this one is really important. Just before verse 22, it says in verse 21, through him you are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. And then without a break, it says, your faith and hope are in God without a break, having purified your souls by obedience to the truth, referring back to your faith and your hope are in God. So verse uh, 21. So for those five reasons, my conclusion is Obedience to the truth means faith and hope in the gospel. And by trusting in the gospel, our souls are purified in a double sense at least. They are purified absolutely by our union with Christ through faith, and we are counted as being perfectly pure. And they, uh, this, this faith and this hope purify us by producing brotherly love so that the purity of our souls is expressed actually, not just in justification, but in actual sanctification. So uh, the point uh, of this lab is let this, let this faith and this hope mentioned in Verse 21, which I believe is the obedience to the truth, which is the good news down here. Let this faith and this hope, which are full of satisfaction in all that God is for us in Christ, overflow in loving one another earnestly from that pure heart.